You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! G'day, g'day. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Can you uh, hear me? Yeah. I, I was just about to start the uh, day's proceedings here and um, I see that you've rung, uh, you said, could I ring you? So I'm ringing you, yeah. Doc. Uh, you're the, you're the, the, lead, the, the, the lead act uh, for the podcast uh, today. So well, why, why am I ringing you? Well, I, I know that you're very open and honest with your listeners and the people who support this podcast and considering your name has been mentioned in various news publications in the last week involved in, involving alleged scandals involving other AFL personalities I was wondering whether you'd mind whether I could just interview you I know that you're used to being the the host but would you mind me interviewing you so that we could just get to the bottom of some of these allegations that have appeared over the last few days Hello, Doc. What does it, oh, oh, so this is a hit job. What do you do? What are you talking about? Oh, I just want to know. So I just want to take you back to the Somerville Cricket Club <laughs> last Friday, <laughs> where you were making yeah, an appearance, a, a speaking engagement, I believe, that was organised by your friend Ricky Nixon. So if we could just get a couple of things out of the way <laughs> straight away, and this is based on the media reporting in various publications. So yes or no? Did you punch him, uh, uh, Doc? Uh, is, um, so you, yes or no, Sam? Did you punch him? It was a bitch slap. Yes. You what? It was a bitch slap. Okay, so you slapped him. Uh, sort of, Doc. Um, he also alleges why that you are we pushed doing him this into to- a bush. <laughs> what? He alleges that, does he? Yeah. Um, well, um, he, he's careless with the facts and the truth, uh, that man. has uh, been careless with them, but that is, I did push him, uh, yes. <laughs> Where okay. is this headed, Doc? Well, I, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I just appreciate your honesty because you're all about being truthful and cutting through all of the spins. So this is fantastic that people who might have read the Herald Sun or read news.com.au or the Daily Mail, now they get to hear it from the source because you were there. Well, um, and he, he is saying, I'll also put it to you because I've got a range of questions for you. He's <laughs> saying that he found your reaction over the top. Would you mind responding to that? Yeah, well, seeing as, uh, seeing as we're doing this, um, Doc... Um I um, uh, I had a disagreement which uh, was remained uh, a private disagreement until I was rung up by uh, a mutual friend of ours called uh, Fiona Byrne who said, I hear you had an altercation with uh, Ricky Nixon. I said, did you? I said, how did you hear that? Because I didn't mention it to anyone. And uh, she said, well, he was at a function and he mentioned it while he was speaking to the uh, assembled gathering. I said, did he really? I said, I thought he wouldn't want to be mentioning that. So uh, when uh, she said that, uh, she asked me a whole series of questions and I said, well, that's not quite true. And I uh, told her what was true. 
And um, that's how that started. And I was uh, a little bemused that he would actually mention it, seeing as it was a delicate matter over a um, uh, uh, over a. Uh, question of integrity about uh, yes. uh, w- integrity and uh, then I was more bemused when my whole private um, private details of what I was engaged to do and how much I was getting was also made public which I thought that's pretty unusual for someone to be telling the public about what your private details are so he uh, uh, outed me there and uh, mm. so then I proceeded to tell Fiona exactly what did happen. Yeah, I suppose it might have been a a private conversation, but when you are bitch slapping someone in the car park, it's bound to get out, right? Well, uh, it got out because, as I understand it, he mentioned it uh, when he was speaking mm. publicly at the forum. Now, th- what happened? Now, this is—I'll um, just tell you. I'm—I'm—I'm uh, I'm, I'm very happy to tell you. And now that you're asking me, Doc, um, uh, thank I, you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I'm doing this. I um, was engaged to speak at a function, and uh, there was a, 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 um, a, there was a contractual amount that I was to be uh, given uh, because this was a professional speaking engagement, mm. and um, um, I, I, I should have smelt a rat because. Um, just at the end of when I was speaking, um, uh, Mr. Nixon gave a third party an envelope with um, uh, what my uh, what my stipend was, and yeah. um, the third party uh, quite uh, quite reasonably uh, counted the uh, stipend because uh, mm. this third party didn't want to be accused if it was short of uh, sure. uh, st- p- pilfering the money herself. Uh, when I say herself, this person, I've given her gender away, but uh, so mm. uh, she came back to me and said, I think this is not um, what we agreed on or what you had agreed on because I had a text of the amount that uh, he had uh, 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 Negotiated, yes, <laughs> and only half of that amount was in the envelope. Yeah, just a just a little over half, and um, mm. and um, I suggested uh, to him that uh, this wasn't quite as our agreement uh, stood, and he said, "No, I have misunderstood what the agreement was." I said, "Have I? I hope I can read clearly, but it says here." And I read out uh, the sure. text that he had sent me. He said, "No, you've misunderstood that." I said, "Which part of that did I miss?" understand <laughs> mm. and uh, so that's how it developed and then um, then it, it got into a stage uh, where um, I was out I was having a chat out the back of this uh, venue because I didn't want it to be uh, in, in in the public forum uh, 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 notwithstanding what he said and um, then it got um, it got a little and did, did you well, while you're being so forthright about it, and I do appreciate that, and so does everyone listening, but did, did you suggest to him that the two of you should step outside into the car park, or yeah, did you I, both just happen to find yourselves there? No, I suggested we step away from the gathering so we could have a, um, a, 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 a conversation about just what was going on here. I thought it would be better not to argue or have a discussion yep. in front of the assembled gathering because they weren't here for that. Uh, they were here and, and, to... And what was it in the conversation that led you to then think, all right, well, I, I've got to make my point physically instead of verbally? I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, but, uh, so so um, um, 
Mr Nixon uh, came up very close to my face. In fact, uh, his nose uh, almost touched mine and I'm not sure what that meant and I pushed him back because that was yeah. that was stepping into my space, which I'm not sure why he did that. And then he motioned to headbutt me, <laughs> which he denied to Fiona Byrne, that, uh, which was exactly the reason why I just gave him a poke on the side of the uh, bonds. Because uh, I don't know <laughs> if uh, someone made a motion to headbutt you, Doc, but if uh, that's mm. quite, quite a scary thing because if they make contact with you, it can break your nose. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I'm not saying he had an intention to headbutt me, but you don't know that when someone goes through that motion. So then I just, mm. uh, and uh, having just had a shoulder reconstruction, I wasn't uh, wasn't able to, uh, no. to to deliver the right that I normally would have. So I poked out a left jab, and uh, just a glancing uh, glancing uh, blow on the side uh, because it, it scared me. And um, uh, and then um, he said, well, we shouldn't do this out here because people will get onto us. And I said, well, <laughs> I thought, well, that's extraordinary. Why did you mention it uh, uh, subsequently, Miss mm. uh, Byrne? So he, he's now saying, Sam, that the two of you will have to kiss and make up. Yes, well, he might be saying that, but I, I tell you, I've got to the stage in my life where if I'm if I'm provoked <laughs> at my latter stages in life, if I'm provoked over a simple contractual agreement and arrangement which seems to be broken, if I'm if I'm forced into actually uh, having a physical altercation with someone, I don't think it's probably a healthy relationship to continue, and I would suggest that. Um, he rehabilitate himself if he wishes to uh, continue in the commercial world that he's part of because mm. if you break an agreement uh, and it was an agreement and I've it's, there's no doubt about that no matter what he indicates uh, so I think um, um, I, I, I would think that um, why would you continue a relationship uh, uh, because it's uh, fraught with danger because it might happen again and I wouldn't want it to happen again because I was more disappointed with myself myself I was more disappointed with myself that I was um, uh, that I did that because I thought wow if I that 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 can get me up and about so much so that I would actually poke someone just with a, just a little bit slap. Um, I thought, what what is going on in my life? So it's best to disassociate myself with people that put you in that position. That was my rationale. So based on that, when you say that you, <laughs> you kind of were disappointed in yourself over the way you reacted, even though you're obviously upset about the way that he handled it, and as you put it, that he went back on his word, um, yes. That disappointment in in your reaction. What do you put that that reaction down to at the moment? Are you are you putting yourself under too much pressure? Is there something going on in your life that's leading to maybe some behaviours acting out in a way where you otherwise wouldn't have? It's a very good question, Doc. Appreciate uh, its clarity. Um, I think it's probably a good uh, a good stage in life to just look back and divest. Or a divest, I think is the word. Get rid of mm. people who are genuinely mediocre people. I've done that, done a fair culling in recent times over that. Um, uh, and could I suggest also that um, Mr Nixon did say that he was going to have a word to Don Scott about how uh, he should deal with me, Scott should deal with me. And could I advise um, uh, anyone listening to this that uh, the difference between Mr. Scott and Mr. Nixon is that Mr. Scott is a ethical, moral, 
honest, trustworthy friend. No matter what has happened between us, he will always be a friend of mine, Mr. Scott, and he is completely trustworthy, honest, moral, and ethical. Uh, that is probably um, uh, the difference uh, between Mr. Scott and any other people uh, I know at this stage. So um, when he asks me, uh, says he's happy to help me uh, work out how I get on with Mr. Scott, uh, mm. I, I would suggest he uh, uh, concentrates his efforts in other areas. And just on Mr. Scott, I should just give an update to anyone yes, listening that I have uh, well, received well, I was a message going from to say Don. you said he was on special yep. projects. That's the last yeah, I've ever heard of him or you. Okay, well, I can tell you that I got a message last night from Don, <laughs> and he said our secret project is taking a little longer than first thought. <laughs> so that's where we're at at the moment with Don. The secret <sighs> project that he's working on is taking a little longer. And if I could just bring in another character to all of this, Sam, and... I'm not su suggesting that you somehow are a magnet for controversy and scandal, but oh. off the back of this issue in the car park with Ricky Nixon, Warwick Kappa has now stepped forward, oh. and he's offered to fight Mr. Nixon. I tell you who went to another level. <laughs> when Mr. When Mr. Uh, Kappa found out that I'd had a, a small altercation with Mr. Nixon, he leapt to another phase of his life. He couldn't have been, he was as happy as a dog with a tin dick. He said, wow, he said, this is fantastic. And uh, he has suddenly become my uh, very best new friend, uh, Mr. Kappa, because uh, they had had some words, apparently, uh, Mr. Nixon and Mr. Kappa, and uh, yeah. he has now sided and jumped onto my uh, side, uh, Mr. Kappa. So um, um, I... Um, I don't know what he said. He said, uh, he said, judging by the bitch slap I gave him, this is Mr. Nixon, uh, he said he might, mm. tell, he might teach um, Warwick Kappa and me how to fight. Um, I'm, I'm not into the pugilistic uh, style of life, no. um, but um, I thought when someone pretends to headbutt you, that, that gets your attention, and it was just a natural reaction just to poke out a very vapid, a very vapid left jab. Mm. Which drew blood, but uh, he said, I think he said it, uh, it disrupted a pimple he had on the side of his cheek and it started to bleed. Can you believe that? Uh, he, said, he said he had a pimple there and uh, my just very vapid left uh, jab uh, drew blood, uh, which I, so had, which I ha actually had on my hand and I thought, that's an interesting thing. Should I go and have that tested? But I didn't. I, I, I just wiped it off because, you know... You have a blood rule in football for a whole yeah. lot of different reasons and, um, you know, they, as soon as you get a split lip in football, the umpire says, get off the ground and in case you uh, transmit uh, something that might be in your blood. And I thought, I looked at that and I thought, no, I, I, I'll just wipe that off. I won't go and have it tested. Well, if you drew blood, it sounds like it was a decent hit. Yeah, but, but he, he says, he says... I read all this. This is Fiona Burns reporting. I had nothing to do with um, tra transmitting this. I had nothing to do with broadcasting it or offering it. Uh, she, Fiona, rang me up and said, and I said, mm. oh, well, I said, well, well, you know about it, do you? Uh, he said that I um, disrupted a pimple he had on the side of his, as a 60-year-old man, has got pimples. Uh, he said yeah. he had a pimple on the side of his face and uh, that I disrupted it and it uh, caused it to have some plasma flow out the side of his cheek and, and, mm. on, and, and onto my hand. 
So if, if he says and, it was a pimple, it was a pimple. And Sam, for any other sporting groups or businesses or charities or other community organisations out there that, that would like to book Sam Newman to come along and speak at their event, how does one get in contact with you? <laughs> well, Doc, if I could uh, direct them to your uh, if I could direct them to your station there, and you could probably act as my agent uh, because I- you know I mean the. The publicity that the Somerville Cricket Club has had out of this has been extraordinary. I mean, I think you'll find that there'll be a whole group of young people who'd be signing up to Somerville because they've thought, well, if this is what happens at the Somerville Cricket event, this is something that I need to be a part of. Well, well, it probably won't happen again because Mr Nixon won't be... um, uh, Mr Nixon... (laughs) Won't be advocating my services because we, we'll mm. probably we'll probably disassociate ourselves from any. Uh, we'll probably disassociate ourselves forever uh, from any sort of um, con- contractual arrangements again because this is not uncommon. This has happened a couple of times, but of course uh, we've uh, we've dusted over most of them. But um, yeah, uh, this this was finally the uh, straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, yeah. and, and and incidentally, I'm um, still out. Standing for the uh, for the balance of the remuneration, mm, mm. but um, not holding. Well, look, the I mean, you, you, you can never say never on these things, can never, you? You know, never, you ever. Never, you know, no, you I, never I, know. You might you yeah. might bury the hatchet. You might move on. You yeah. never know. If I bury the hatchet, it will be in the back of his neck. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honour. Now, Doc, thanks. Uh, so you've sprung me there. I thought you were going to come on and tell us about. <laughs> Oh, well, I can assure you, having listened to this podcast for a long time, people listening will be going, hallelujah, how good's that? Because, mate, you're at the centre of some of these big stories. Oh, well, that's they've read about it in the paper, but it's based on speculation. This way, they've got to, heard it, got to hear it directly from the source. Uh, what what intrigued me was that the um, that the the third ha- the third party that was given the envelope. I'm not sure mm. why the third party was given the envelope. Usually, you would give it to the person doing the speaking, but maybe it was because it was short and um, uh, the, the money was short, and the the, the th- he he might have thought the third party wouldn't check it because why mm. would a third party open someone else's envelope? But the third party sure. was uh, a step but, ahead. But, but, wasn't there also a misunderstanding as to whether the the agreed fee was going to be just for you or whether it was going to be split between you and him? Yes, that's how he said. Um, I'm only just only because this is public knowledge. I don't like to go over this, but he said there was a misunderstanding, and I said, "Well, I have a whole lot of listed things here that you've got me to do, and I've never misunderstood any of them before this, and nor have you. But why have I misunderstood this one?" And, and mm. it, it was a sort of was a sort of a lame, a, a lame reason to say that it wasn't quite kosher on the day. But I said, look, yeah, there it so is. It, there. It, That's what you're, you're saying. saying. You're telling the court that it's very clear from the text messages between you and Mr. Nixon that the full amount was due to come Mr. Newman's way. Yes, as in previous text messages where there was never any discussion, but suddenly there was this time, and I don't know why. And uh, that's what I asked him, and he said, I've misunderstood well, maybe, it. I said, you maybe I'm, I'm Mr. not Nixon, a complete imbecile. I haven't misunderstood anything. Maybe Mr. Nixon thinks he's a tax man these days, and he just takes the tax out. Well... 
can I assure you that the uh, this will be absolutely registered with the tax department, seeing as he's made it public about what I've received. Uh, this will be the first thing I put on my tax return, is that I received a certain amount from the Somersville, Somerville Football Club or whatever it is. Uh, that will be first and foremost, up front and centre, uh, on the next tax return I uh, give to the ATO. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, oh, look, I really appreciate your honesty. Well, and I think so. everyone listening will appreciate it as well. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be another headline now appearing through Fiona Byrne in the Herald Sun. And I, I can already tell people what the uh, the headline will be. Do you want to know what will be in the headline? Oh, I can assure Jesus you. Jesus God. <laughs> Go what? Bitch slap. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, yeah. uh, d- this is yeah, it'll, why... be, it'll be the night that Sam Newman... Bitch slap the chicken. Or what does he call himself? Doesn't he call himself the chicken train? The chicken, does he? Doc, this is why you're number one. You see, I've got you on. I thought you are going to talk about the Israeli-Palestine conflict. Um, No, you've you've just... uh, It's a very, very serious conflict over there. But, mate, this is one that's local and it certainly captured my attention in the last week. Well, well done, Doc. You've you've uh, belted me beautifully. Uh, oh, well, what have you got coming up? I mean, I'll be listening to this from home, but what have you got coming up on? Well, gee, on this, the other chapters uh, today. You're, le- you're leading the podcast. This we might have to rearrange everything that we were going to speak about. Uh, I've got a whole lot of topics here, Doc, but this will lead the podcast, and um, uh, because we do it in sequence, um, so we've got um, we've got a whole lot of things. What's that? What the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, Jesus. Uh, seriously. Well, all right. Well, Doc, anything else that you'd um, like to uh, mention? Um, anything? No, no, no. I think we've covered a lot of territory. and um, uh, So, you so really it's still a work that. in progress with, um, with uh, see, you're, you're, uh, you're Dr. Ben Fordham, MD, managing Don. I've got a feeling, yeah. I've got a feeling that uh, your credibility is uh, starting now just to... Um, be in it's question. on the line. Mm. Yeah, it's on the line. It certainly is. But look, I've got a number of projects that I'm working on behind the scenes. Don is obviously an ongoing one, and and he's doing that job for me that's taken a little bit longer than we both anticipated. But I'm in regular contact with him. Uh, I'm not doing anything uh, to assist Mr. Nixon at the moment. I'm I'm too busy to handle him as a client. Well, well, why Mr. don't you Kappa. give him a Why don't you give him a ring and see if he uh, d- see if he departs from this particular uh, f- series of facts I've given you. Well, I could have him in there next week on the podcast if if you're open to that. Mr. Nixon won't be in yeah. here on the podcast. Well, why don't you just tease the fact that you never know? You'll have to tune in next week. Oh well, I could get. I'm, I'm very happy for him to come in and uh, and address this face to face. That'd be good as long as we keep uh, long as we keep at arm's length and uh, we're not. Uh, <laughs> as long as we keep uh, we have a barrier between us, because if uh, if we're forced into any sort of physical contact again, that would be it. All right. Well, I'll be listening. Love your work all, oh, and uh, I'll be listening to the rest of the podcast today. I'm sorry, I rang you. Well done, Sam. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Doc. See you, mate. Bye bye. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that's we've. Um, that's that's what's uh, that's a gotcha interview. That that's uh, I thought. Well, that Doc that is coming people on. People want to know these got, things. I thought he might have a bit of news about the man that he's managing, or and he's gone whack. This is why he's at the foremost. 
foremost uh, broadcaster, cutting edge in his field because he just is fearless. He just goes bang. No matter how well you know someone, he doesn't care. If uh, if he uh, wants to ask the hard questions, he will. And well, he did, and this is why he's number one. I like the fact that um, he's talking to the person that used to sit in this chair. Well, that's, for I me, like that's a fact, positive. Uh, I like the fact too. And um, as I say, I, I did mention the difference between um, the person that used to sit in that chair and the person that I gave a bitch slap to. I did mention the difference between them, but uh, I hope that's not lost on everyone. Okay, well, we'll, we'll just now wind this up. Uh, now this is uh, taking me a bit. Just, uh, what's happened? The music. Okay, we're going to put the music up. Here we go. Around the streets late at night, I'm worried because you. 